Suns fans, it's all over. 18-game win streak has been snapped. The Warriors have defeated them 118-96. to It seemed like a close game at first. Ended up being a blowout. You know, when I was a young kid, I used to cry after every loss the Suns had back in the Steve Nash era. Not very many losses. But tonight, I'm not going to cry. I think I'm a big boy now. and But I might cry over one thing. John is not with us tonight. He might come in a little bit later. So who we got tonight is Coach Evan B. Replacing John. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, all things considered. All things considered, doing well. 18 was fun. But here we are, right? Yeah, I mean, it was fun. And the the way you want to end it really is against a team like the Warriors, right? A team that everyone still talks about. Are you are you sure that the Suns are better than the Warriors? You know, you have a lot of that talk. So I guess if you're going to lose the streak to one team in the NBA, it's going to be the Warriors. I'm okay with it. The back-to-back, you can tell the Suns, I think, were just hard, were super, super tired Absolutely. in the second half, don't you think? Absolutely. From the get-go, you could just kind of see the loose balls just going in the favor of the Warriors' way. And I thought the Suns had a great game plan, how they were able to slow the game down at points, and Chris Paul did what he needed to do. We just couldn't get the production. The rotations just always felt a half a step off, and you could clearly tell which team had two days off and which team mm-hmm. was traveling back-to-back. Yeah, and we talked about this last pod where it's like back-to-backs I feel like aren't really too much of a thing anymore. I know they were just talking about on the broadcast. like They asked Monty, they're like, hey, does this matter anymore? I think Monty just replied, like, I think these players understand now what a back-to-back is and just how to adjust and how to get that energy back. But you could just tell the Suns are tired tonight. But thanks again for coming on. Um, Coach Evan B., where can they find you? Where where can they find you social media-wise, your podcast? Can you please explain to the Jamsters? Absolutely. At Coach Evan B. is my personal one on Twitter. Very active because I love all things Arizona sports and sports in general. And He's on Fire podcast at He's on Fire pod. You can find us on Twitter and YouTube and Anchor and Spotify and all that fun stuff. So so please hit us up there and, and join the chat sometimes as well, too, covering all things Arizona sports, except the team down south in Tucson, not them. Except for them, huh? Okay. And do the same for us, too, uh, Jamsters. You can find us, of course, here. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit the like button. Find us at Suns Jam on Twitter. Um, also, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Please do. We'll read it here on the podcast. And most importantly, I think you already have a beer. And is it already open? You already it's have already one open. open. I, ha- I have my opener upstairs, and I just opened it, cracked it down here. So I know I'm off a little bit, but I got something for it. It's all right. It's all right, man. So I do have one. Went to the store. Just shoots. Another just shoots. You know, I like the last one I had. I forget what it was called, the actual taste of it. But this is a Fresh Haze IPA. I'm going to go ahead and try this one again. So I'm going to give this a crack. I think we're going to get this pod started. Let's hear it. There, there it is. There it is. Again, the Suns lose 118 to 96. Um, you know, the 18 game win streak's over. Uh, now we can look to getting another win streak started, right? Is this something that's going to happen? You know, I mean, after losing, it's such a weird kind of game. You know, Mikhail gets hurt a little early on. Then you start to remember, like, hey, yeah, we, we have Devin Booker on this team still. Cause I think just winning, you forget maybe even when Aiton was hurt, you kind of forget, like, we need Aiden in there. No, you really don't. You're winning. We need Booker in there. Nah, we're winning games. But now, I mean, is this something of concern to where you want Booker back now in the lineup? Of course you do. He's a superstar. But now it's like, all right, fun's over. Bring him back, right? If he's ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. If he's ready to go. I mean, selfishly, I'm going to my first Suns game next Friday when I fly out there against the Celtics. So selfishly, I really want him to play. But I think Flex had a really, really good point. This could still be really good for the Phoenix Suns. You see guys needing to step up, right? Guys that aren't really going to play that much. Maybe Ish Wainwright, by the way, which we'll talk about later. Guys stepping up into more of a role. Shamit, Cam Johnson, etc. Coming in, playing against a team that has been there before, that has championship experience. So you get more guys playing in these type of games in more minutes. It's overall a good thing for the Phoenix Suns, especially, what is it, December 2nd, December 3rd? We have so much time in the season. 
it is. And that's another way to look at the streak too. Yeah, it was nice. It was awesome. We broke the record. Uh, John asked me a few podcasts back in Vegas, had a little bit to drink. And he's just like, what did you think of it? I'm like, it's awesome. It's great. But I mean, does it mean anything towards the long run? It's still early in the season. Now you're going to um, basically uh, the second quarter of the season, right? And someone just put in the chat actually right now that we can maybe get the 20 game win streak going, which I don't know. Another streak. It's exhausting for us, right? <laughs> it's a lot of work, but no, I, I seriously enjoyed it. And I'll pour one out too for the streak. Uh, but first, Matthew, I got to ask. All right, coach. So I actually got to ask you because John's not here and I can't ask myself. That wouldn't make any sense. So <laughs> when Steph Curry, I mean, this last game, I it was his, his worst shooting performance last game against the Suns in his, in his career. It, when he hit that first three, do you think it was already over? You think this game, getting the crowd in there, two for two for three for the Warriors? I know it's super, super early, of course, but did you think in the back of your mind, like, ah, oh, this is not going to go good? No, because that's exactly what he did the first game on Tuesday. He was the first one to hit a three for them as well, too. And so I was like, mm -hmm. okay, well, we'll see what happens. It was actually the time where he crossed up Shamit and did the step back and hit that. That's oh, when okay. I was like, oh, no. So that was the point for me. What about you? Um, I think it was when Draymond hit the three, it was in the fourth quarter when Draymond, I mean, everyone leaves him wide open and everyone always talks about that. Every podcast you listen to leave Draymond open, you know, if he's going to hit it, he hits it. But when he hits it, usually it's mm. usually a bad omen. It's going to be that it might be game over. And it was basically And the Suns, I just think they didn't have their legs underneath them, even eight underneath the basket. He just had a hard time really getting up there and getting the board. So I just can tell they were just super, super tired. But you did mention Landry Shamit. And I think he did, he did a hell of a job tonight. We needed somebody from the bench to really step up. And I think he was basically the only guy. I know he did start the game, but nine points. But he started out three for three, and then he just missed everything after that. So three for three from the field, three for three from three. And I was like, okay, he'll get in a groove. And then everything after that, kind of like the rest of the Suns team, just did not go in for him. I mean, what do you think from Shamit tonight? So one thing I want to point out, and anybody in the chat, if I'm misspeaking, please say so. I noticed when he was on the bench, he was over there icing his right calf. And then towards the mm -hmm. end of the game, was it the last five or six minutes when he wasn't in? He's over there, and every time the Suns are going down there, I would look at him, and he's kind of hunched over like this, and he's rubbing yeah. that calf as well too. Something didn't seem right with that as well because i kind of figured shamit would be in there to try to yeah. make a run towards the end and he wasn't there at all i saw him iced up so maybe something happened maybe he strained something but he did look pretty good offensively other than the time he got uh, crossed on defense by steph curry but that's what steph curry does so that's what i saw yeah. from shamit he did step up he hit some open shots he looked a little more on the decisive side and i don't know if you noticed he was actually bringing the ball up as well too kind of in a playmaker role a little bit. I did like to see that. It was a nice little wrinkle without having Devin Booker there. Yeah, uh, even when Booker was there, we've seen that before a little bit. It's just a tiny, tiny bit. And Chris Paul would wave him over like, hey, and even if like it was, I think Jay Crowder was bringing up, he's like, hey, come take it from Jay, set some stuff up. But then you see like him trying to actually maneuver within the, the mid range and trying to hit a shot, a fadeaway, something that Booker would do with ease. You can just see the difference. Of course, Booker being, I don't know if you think of him as a superstar, I kind of think he's getting there. But the way he just handles himself mid-range is just so effortlessly and easy for him. And then you see Shamit do it. You're like, okay, this is this is what it looks like for a, norm, a normal NBA player trying to get it going for mid-range to help her team. But he did at a few times in this game, three for three, but he hit those threes at big times because – it's like no one else really from the bench was stepping up and him in the starting lineup kind of throws things off a little bit. Mm -hmm. So him like kind of making up for air to where he can kind of keep the suns close. And by close, I kind of mean like the suns were like within 10 points, almost the whole striking game. Distance. The yeah. Which 10 points is like striking distance, right? I mean, it's, it's almost there. It's enough to get one good run in you and try to tie it up towards the end of the game. But he kind of filled a good role tonight. And another guy too, just to go into, um, Actually, let me hit the drop for him because sometimes I'm bad at hitting the drops. And if I don't get this one, oh, come on. Where is he at? There he is. It's a brand new one. Here we go. Double O McGee. 
Yeah, there actually wasn't too much from him tonight. But what's really mm. weird is he only had like three minutes going into like the last three minutes of the third quarter played. Um, so I don't know if that's if you think that's just like a matchup thing, but the energy I really wish we could have got from McGee. We got a little bit of it with a few buckets in a row in the fourth quarter, but there wasn't really a whole lot. So I don't know where he's kind of been missing in this these two games against the Golden State Warriors. Like, do you see anything to where the matchups aren't right, or is it just like we just can't play him against the Warriors for some reason, even though, I mean, I feel like he brings the hmm. energy and can do a whole lot against what they have in the front line. It's really weird that he hasn't played because we could have an argument and say he might have been our most important, definitely our most important bench player for a lot of games, but arguably yeah. kind of a turning point or a stabilizing type of force for the entire game during this run right? He, he's been something else. I've been really impressed with him. His free throw shooting is a lot better than what I would expect. I mean, when he's hitting turnaround jumpers and stuff, you know, it's over much like a Draymond three or Draymond green three, but tonight it just, he, he was a step slower. What was it a week, week and a half ago, he randomly popped up on an injury report too. So maybe playing a back to back and he's in his thirties, you know, maybe they're trying to just temper the brakes with him a little bit i don't know it's really weird how he doesn't play against this team considering mm-hmm. we have the height advantage and we've been out rebounded twice now by the warriors by the way so that seems to be a, a monty williams thing and he's trying to play to the warriors game which i don't like i would prefer him just to say hey let's run eight out there and mcgee out there and see what happens <laughs> right i yeah why I not mean- take advantage of your size yeah, that's one thing. I just, I honestly think that the Suns do a better job at just playing their own game and not worrying about matchups on the other side because they are usually the better team now. Um, McGee, though, I mean, he did have, what did he have tonight? He actually had six points, uh, seven rebounds, but he only played the eight minutes again last night, yeah. or not last yeah. night, but the last game against the Warriors. I think he only had the eight minutes too. Um, so it's something to watch. I, I, I don't think he's really had a bad game this year. This might be the first game where it's like he couldn't really bring it on another level like he usually does. I know that's really weird to say for a JaVale McGee, but it just seems like he always has that energy, has that positive energy to bring to the Suns off the bench. And it just wasn't there tonight. But it's I think it was just like a whole team thing with all of them uh, being that way. So he'll get back on it. I'm not too worried or anything. I just no. I want to see more of him. I love seeing McGee out there. He did get the dunk. I mean, the guy guy dunked him on, dunked on him, which was, uh, which is one thing I think McGee is kind of known for, right? Is getting dunked on, but at least he challenges these guys at the rim. So I don't know if you prefer him just like to duck out of the way or to challenge him because I like it when they challenge him. And even if he gets dunked on, he just run it off after. Absolutely. And he's a veteran guy that, you know, has been dunked on quite a bit, but it doesn't seem like it bothers his play this late in his career he's a savvy veteran you know things happen you're gonna get crossed uh who was it Allen Iverson or Kobe or somebody said you know if you actually play defense legitimate defense you are going to get crossed you're going to get dunked on it's inevitable especially when you play at this level it's unfortunate that it happened tonight but as you said earlier it's good that it happened against the Warriors and not last night during the Pistons which to go back to your point with JaVale McGee at the end of the first quarter last night when we were up 12 or something you saw JaVale McGee just going crazy and like yelling to the fans and everything yeah that just wasn't there tonight you saw maybe the 18 wins last night was really the the milestone they wanted to get to and they weren't worried about this game as much or they knew it was a back-to-back. I don't know. It just seemed like they they wasted a lot of energy last night. And we'll get to Mikhail Bridges. I did want to point out him playing 41 last night probably wasn't the greatest idea in hindsight, but we needed him and and we won last night. We got, we got the 18 wins. So I think that all just kind of contributed. But JaVale McGee, a little bit of a stinker, but we're going to keep going through the list of players and we're going to be able to save that for quite a few of them, unfortunately, tonight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you did bring up this guy. The warden. Uh, it was a scary moment, right? I mean, his uh, his uh, pinky was dislocated, but then put back in, I guess, and then came right back in the game. When he was walking off with the towel, I mean, what were you feeling? I mean, it's it's scary when Booker's already out, but you know he's coming back. You just don't want to lose a guy like Mikhail Bridges because everyone right now, really, media-wise around the NBA is talking about Mikel Bridges, defensive player of the year mm-hmm. nominee right now. Um, so how, what were you feeling, man? Cause it, I, I wasn't feeling pretty good. I thought it was a broken wrist or something along those lines. I just think the absolute worst. 
Um, I know that you've been a fan for quite a while, but you may not remember back in 98, 99, when we had a team of Rodney Rogers, who's hanging up over there, and we had Googliata, Jason Kidd, and Oops. that was the year all these dudes got injured, and we limped into the playoffs and beat San Antonio in the first round. Jason Kidd dyed his hair blonde. Suns fans will remember that, but there was a game where we beat the Portland Trailblazers. And we beat them pretty good. And the Trailblazers at that time were the number one team in the league. They had a young Jermaine O'Neal, Rasheed Wallace, Damon Sotomayor, Sabonis, a lot of these, a lot of these dudes that just balled out this year or that year. And we go up there, beat them by like 20 or 25 or something without Jason Kidd, without all these players. And in the last three, four minutes of the game, uh, Randy Livingston comes in and go and hits Tom Gugliotta in the back of the knee just kind of like rolls up on him and Gugliotta was never the same since he it was a freak play with like four or five minutes left in the game shouldn't have been out there playing in the first place and he goes there tears something ACL MCL is never the same and I just thought to myself oh no like just just when we get 18 wins right when we get to a point where some people are actually starting to talk about us a little bit Michael Wilbon and we could go off a couple podcasters and then he goes down. And that's immediately what I thought too. Like this, this could be it. And then all of a sudden you're hearing reports. Oh, he just dislocated his finger. Oh, he's back on the bench. Yeah. Just as you say that he's walking over to the scorer's table. I mean, the man is not a human. He (laughs) is an absolute machine. I was scared, but he came back, but you did see that big thing on the pinky, right? So what did you see from Mikhail after he came back though? Uh, when he came back, it just seemed like a little bit of the the same. Uh, someone actually brought in the pot up on the uh, notes here, notes, and the comments. Jamsters, thanks again for being here, leaving some comments. Where was it at? I just was. Uh, here we go. So icon to perfume. I feel like every time I do host this podcast, I always bring up this uh, this person. Not sure if it's a woman or, or a man. What was it? Just me or was Mikhail not on Curry that much even before the finger injury and. I don't know if you noticed, like, um, even last game against the Warriors, Draymond even hit on it, too. On I think it was his podcast where he talked about how the Suns, as, mm-hmm. as a team, their defense is just stellar. And Mikhail, yeah, of course he's good, but he just thought it was more of a team defense against Curry. So I did see that a lot tonight. I didn't see too much of Curry being, you know, the main guy on Curry. Or, I'm sorry, Mikhail on Curry. But... I don't know. There wasn't too much tonight, but like like you said, when we run down the list of these players, it's kind of like it's just an off night. You just kind of got to throw it in there with the with the rest of them. You know, th- these these players came to a certain point in the third quarter where they just didn't have it in them, have it in their legs. I think Mikel was one of them too. Uh, the energy was still there. Try to try to stay there through the fourth quarter, but it just wasn't anything. I mean. Do you think that the defense as a team was really there tonight for Steph? I know Steph went off, but I don't think he can ever really stop Steph if he wants to go off. But last game, of course, their defense was really stellar against them. But tonight, I just think that Steph was getting where he wanted to go, but everything was just going in. And that's just the way I am. I always just think like the mm-hmm. way these superstars are, like Steph Curry, it's not always so much defense. It's just whether or not these shots go in for him. And usually he's going to have an off night once in a while. But tonight, he was going crazy, right? I mean... What did you see from him, though, dude? Are we really calling an 8-for-20 shooting night going crazy? I mean, he only scored 23 points. He yeah, was yeah. six for he was six for six eleven, for, 11 for, three. for three. But that's like, all you uh, that's all you worry about now from him, right? It's just the three. He can't do too much because of the dude, new rules. You hold Steph Curry to twenty three. That's a win. That's a win in my book. Absolutely, I'll take that any time of the week. I mean, and some of those shots that he was hitting, mm-hmm. only Steph Curry can hit as well too. So. We're a step behind on defense. Mikhail doesn't play for a pretty good stretch in the first half, and he still only scores 23 points. Now, what they were doing last game is Mikhail was shadowing him wherever he went last game, and it was beautiful yeah. to watch. They weren't switching. They weren't doing any of that. That wasn't didn't seem to be the case tonight. I think that's coaching. I think they don't want to have Mikhail match up on him too much at this point. And then they have more film to study off of. They can go off of more tendencies. What were we feeling out there? Where could you go? So they played off of them a little bit. And I think what you need to do in those type of situations is throw everybody at him. Sham it, you're going to get a turn. Cam Johnson, you're going to get a turn. Jay, you're going to get a turn. Let's see what we can do as well if McHale isn't out there. I mean, McHale went out. So they had to figure it out as well, too. Like, who else can they throw out there? So I think that's partly on coaching as well, too, because, again, this game doesn't count because Booker Booker didn't play, and it's on the back end of a of a back to back. 
No, yeah, definitely. And I think that Booker being out, it's it could be an excuse, of course, but I think even if he wasn't, maybe there's nothing they can do to really stop. Especially, maybe I got this guy confused with Steph Curry. Toscano Anderson, I mean, 17 points tonight, uh, one for three, one for two from three, but he was seven for eight from the field. He really just had a field day. He's a different kind of player, of course, than Steph. I'm just totally joking. But he he was going off, man. Him and even Bielitz, Bielitz, is that how you pronounce his name? In the Bielitza, first half. Bielitza, whatever. Yeah, whatever. These guys, it doesn't matter. The Suns are a better team. But this this matchup between him and McGee in the first half, it was kind of our first quarter even when McGee first came in. He was kind of taking it to him. Bielitsa and Toscana Anderson was just kind of just a guy I feel like just taking advantage of a of a tired Suns team. I guess I mean he's he's someone that is, you know, he has kind of a good game. Like he'll have a few good games here or there, but tonight he was just taking over. So anything from the Warriors side that you want to go over before we move on to more Suns players? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really something that it took Juan Toscano Anderson and Gary Payton the second to score 17 yes. points, 19 points collectively to beat this team. And I don't know how many times you heard on the ESPN broadcast, unfortunately, and Mark Jackson and that whole crew. That's a se- separate drop that you need to have at some point on this show. But <laughs> all they would talk about is with Devin Booker out, with Devin Booker out, Booker out. They didn't talk about Dario Saric. They didn't talk about Frank. They didn't even talk about yeah. Abdel Nader. They didn't talk about any of those guys. It was all about Booker being out. So I find it funny that we're missing three important rotational pieces. And it took Gary Payton the second. Juan Toscano Anderson. I mean, even Lee coming in and shooting uh, a couple miracle shots in there and everything just seemed to fall. Uh, Bielitsa had that step back three as well, too. He was hitting mm-hmm. that. It took all that to still beat us. Yeah. Think and then pool, dude, I know. And honestly, like the well, last game we played, it was pool that was going off, which pool has really had a great season. So you expect mm-hmm. him to have these good games and then out of Porter three points uh, in the first half and the three points in total this, this game, or he had a good game last time the Suns played against them. So it's kind of like they switched on and off. Bielitsa, sure. you know, last game didn't do much. So they kind of switched. So they kind of do have the depth there that the Suns have to look out for. So it's tough because if you're going to go down this line, the Gary Payton, the second, he was playing some pesky defense, I feel like, on Chris Paul towards the end. I think Chris Paul kind of got his upper hand on the first matchup. And then also maybe in the beginning of this game, but then towards the end, it's like Payton was too much for him. Uh, had that big steal for the dunk later in the game that kind of was not like the ceiling the deal but it was something that like got the crowd going and it was like okay like Chris Paul is just going to be turning the ball over like that this game might be a wrap but the way he was playing defense on Paul was actually pretty cool and then you think about like his dad and you just know the respect that he has probably for Chris Paul and I'm sure all point guards do all guards do all players probably mm-hmm. do for Chris Paul but to go up against him and just have that, like a really good performance towards the end of the game to help your team win I mean, he must, he must feel like amazing right now because you stopped Chris Paul, you stopped the Phoenix Suns, the number one team in the NBA. I mean, wasn't that kind of an easy game plan with no Booker and whatnot? Just stop Chris Paul, frustrate him yeah. as much as possible, and you think that you can come out on the other side victorious. Again, after a back-to-back as well, too, you know they're tired. Let's run them down, run them down, run them down. And they did that. I also want to point out Andrew Wiggins. I thought Wiggins had a pretty good game as well for him. 19 points, five boards, two assists. He seemed pesky all night. And whenever they needed a bucket to stop our run, it just seemed like he got it as well, too. So I thought he had a really good game shooting 50% as well. Yeah, and he'll he'll the box score usually does look good for Wiggins, but he's still that player. I feel like every time he is on the court, you don't know if he's on the court. Sometimes he'll just disappear, right? True, he'll he'll be true. like, those flashes are so good. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, is he even playing? Oh, yeah, he's right there. So that's the player he is. Um, but you were hitting on Chris Paul and like attacking him and without Booker. So the way the Suns won basically without, uh, without Booker, Chris Paul, you would think would maybe, did you think he would try to score more? Uh, he, he, of course, you know, the sister was going to be at there 11, 12 a game. But did you think he would try to force himself to score more? Because he seems like with Booker being out, he's just been kind of facilitating even more, having more control of the offense and setting up other guys. But what did you expect, though, with Booker's injury? What did you expect from Chris Paul? I thought in a game like this, he might take over. But if you look at Chris Paul's history, especially look to the OKC time, right? They started off the one year he was there like five and 
16, 5, and 14. It was something ridiculous. But all he did during that time was making other guys feel comfortable, giving it up to them, passing it to them. You know, I think that's just Chris Paul basketball early yeah. in the season. He wants to get other people involved, get their confidence up. So at the end of the season, he can either pass to them or take over when he wants to because he's a guy that can take over whenever he wants. He really is. He didn't look for it tonight. I thought he stayed on brand to who he was. But part of me thought because of who the opponent was, he would come out on fire just a little bit more. But he stayed on brand, and I think he did ultimately what was best for the team moving forward. Unfortunately, yeah, he, it resulted in the L. Yeah, I mean, he can't win them all, I guess. But he, uh, <laughs> very unselfish player, of course, Chris Paul is. Was, um, NGY Lex says in the chat, campaign, is he's too selfish tonight. Uh, he was over five tonight before he launched like uh, into the 24 second clock. I think there was 22 seconds left in the shot clock. He just launched a three. He was totally covered. And of course, the Suns were down at the time. But where are you at with Cameron Payne? I mean, the last game, he, he looked really good against the Pistons. But he's he's very inconsistent this year, I think, so far. Unless mm -hmm. you think otherwise. Is he taking too many shots? Does he have the green light, you think, from Monty? And should he start getting his teammates more involved? Because I feel like he is jacking up maybe way too many shots. Or do you like that? Do you prefer that from him? He reminds me of Leandro Barbosa when he comes in, just because he's that guy that needs to inject the offense. I don't know, and I don't think we've seen him necessarily run an offense, right? So him no. actually going out there, running the offense, possession after possession after possession is not his game. I mean, you look back to the bubble run, he was amped up and jacking up threes and scoring 20, 22 points a night. And that's mm -hmm. why we signed him, right? That's why we signed him. So it was an off night for him as well, too. He did have a really nice spin move for a layup. So you know it's there. But he's had some injury issues as well, too. So maybe his burst isn't quite there yet because I'm not seeing his burst. He's fast. He's still, what, first, second fastest player to the league to maybe Ish Smith. So you see the you see the speed, but you don't see the quickness and the burst. And his shot was off tonight. But he shot the most out of any other Phoenix Sun tonight. And if yeah. you're missing that much, you do need to defer at some points. But three for 17, negative 30, <laughs> yeah. he was he was bad tonight. But that's who he is, Suns fans. Yeah, and um, oh, right here, Kessington Sanan. Uh, he said, "Excuse me, I, I cannot pronounce anybody's names. All right, even if it's just Mark Kazinian and Han. There you go. That's uh, it. And you've been on the pod a lot with some good comments. Uh, so he probably felt the pressure to put points up." Without Booker, that's what he he or she says there in the chat. I I can see that. I can see you coming into um, the game and thinking like, ah, eh, we got to pick it up offensively. Offensively, nothing's going. So if Payne can get hot, you know, you know why not? I mean, if he's gonna jack up that many shots, he must have thought that he had something there, but it just wasn't there yet. But there is um, one guy that actually had a really good game tonight, and we'll go ahead and bring. Hey, watch. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if it was a really good game. It was a good game, but then it kind of got lost in the tunnel with the rest of the players towards the end of the game where it was kind of like, oh, not really any effort. They were kind of, he was kind of tired. Oh, here comes John. Just hey. in time for Aiden Watch. John, Aiden Drop Watch. What your, Drop it. What's your, I already dropped it. Oh, <laughs> well, we dropped it two times like last pod. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get to watch any of the game, man? Yeah, so I watched uh, the first half while sitting on a flight delay at the reno airport and then i okay. watched the rest of the game from my american airlines in flight uh whatever the wi-fi thing is so i got to watch the game and you know i just uh first and foremost i just want to thank you coach evan b for hooking us up coming on helping us oh, out on this you. one everybody check out the he's on fire podcast you need to check it out fantastic content uh you want to talk about somebody who's dedicated to the cause anything arizona sports it's this guy right here. Give it up for Coach Evan B. Uh, my big thing, my big takeaway, I guess, from this game, and you guys were just talking about it not too long ago, was, you know, in the absence of Booker, where did those points come from? The shot attempts came from campaign. Uh, unfortunately, he just couldn't kind of get it to go together. He looked a lot, a little discombobulated. But once again, DeAndre Ayton played like a man, dude. He's a man, dude, man. Dude. Dude. Man. Is that, is that your take? Yeah, he played <laughs> I know like you a man. Usually started off that way, but um, he played yeah, like a man, played, dude. He played great. I mean, uh, the twenty-three I'm walk points. To the airport. All right, that's cool. Are you gonna get frisked? Are you? Are you getting searched right now or no? 
No, the police are right behind me, though. Oh, are they? Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, I mean, DA, he did um, he did show up. Getting to the free throw line too early, he did that a lot. It's just, I think everyone just got kind of just weighed down towards the end. That's what he, he couldn't even, like, get up to get any kind of board or even try to swat a ball. And Chris Paul wasn't even yelling at him for it. So, you just knew that they were all tired, right? Towards the end. That they were tired. Don, oh. I just think that they knew that they were defeated. They just knew that they were defeated, you thought? All right, I think we're losing oh, you, dude. we're losing him. Bummer. Oh, John. All right, come back. All right, so, yeah, we already... <laughs> Add yourself if you can come back. Okay, so anyways... Um, so yeah, what were your thoughts on Aiden tonight? I know I, I do think they were tired, but what, what are your thoughts? I thought he looked good early. I thought he wanted yeah. it. He looked engaged. He was flexing a few times. He flexed quite a few times. He had quite a few and ones where he was able to, you know, get down, do what he wanted to do, get the foul, make the bucket, hit the free throw. He was nine for 11 from free throws, by the way, but only six boards for Aiden. That seemed weird. Other times he did a few turnaround off one foot jumpers that I definitely wasn't thrilled about. It seemed like Draymond Green got into him a little bit. He was forcing him out, forcing him out, and he didn't play over the top over Draymond. Anytime anybody else was there, he had no problem going over the top, just a quick drop step hook or something like that. But when Draymond was there, it just looked like he caused problems. And then towards the end, he didn't have any jump either. So I think I definitely think John was right where it's not the, that we were tired maybe towards the end or, or him, but they, they were defeated a little bit. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, Jason Joyce puts uh, puts in the comments, Aiden was getting hacked all night. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I guess he was. I feel like just the contact, though. I can't really complain. My, my co-host honestly... there, by the way. My co-host. Oh, yeah. Just, shout, okay. shout out to Jason Joyce. Yeah, thanks for watching, man. And uh, I just think that the contact that um, even the Suns get away with stuff. So I'm kind of like, I don't like to complain too much because I think that we get away with a lot of stuff and I sure. kind of like it that way. So I'm never going to really complain too much about that. But um, I just, I, I think they were tired. I'm just going to stick with that. I'm going to argue against you guys because I swear if, if they were, if they're all tired as a group and Chris Paul sees Aiden over there, not helping on defense and not grabbing that board or actually lifting his feet off the ground, there's something going on. And I think Monty said, I don't know how many minutes were left in the game, but he's like, hey, we just got the 18 game win streak or whatever. He's all, let's start another one next game. I don't know if he actually said that or else it was a crew that said <laughs> that, but that's what I'm thinking too. I'm just like, let's get this, this streak going. Um, but tonight, I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot to choose from when it comes to... <laughs> Jam star of the game. All right, uh, so jam star of the game. Who do you got tonight? Because this is a tough one. I mean, with the Suns not winning, usually when we're winning, I have to go down the list of the death chart. Be like, who was it tonight? Um, but who sticks out for you, man? DeAndre Ayton is. It's yeah. got to be him. The high scorer of the game. You know, he didn't have the greatest plus minus, but nobody did. But he went in there and he did what he was supposed to supposed to do tonight. But you could tell just the energy and everybody being down that we've talked about so many times already. It just wasn't there. But he was the second highest rebounder only to JaVale McGee. He had the effort. He was the one flexing the most. So you got to give it up to D.A. So cheers to him. Pay the man. All right. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Uh, Fabian Dazatsky says, uh, Book jam star, yeah, he might be now. Question mark. Uh, he, he, he definitely he he needs to come back. Um, so Jalen Smith, Kota Kids said Jalen Smith. You know, it was funny. I was looking at the boxer just now. I'm like, oh, he's three for three today. All right, seven points, one for two from the free throw line. So maybe he's a jam star. Uh, Pedro says jam star, Coach B. There you go. You thanks, Pedro. I mean, you're Appreciate my choice you. too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jalen Smith. I just uh, Aiden right here from Det Nibble. Um. I don't know who am I going to give it to. I'm going to give it to. Um, I'll give it to DeAndre, and I think it just has to be. I think it's just too much for him to really try to do everything. And then in the end, when the when the Warriors are just knocking down the shots like that, and the crowd's going, you know, that's hard to stop. That is difficult to stop on a back to back. So I'm going to go DeAndre Ayton on this. Um, what about from the other side? Who who did you think really just like was an annoying piece of crap? from the Golden State Warriors tonight that was just like, all right, can someone just stop this guy or else is it just 
What's going on? Don't with you this? don't you have a drop where player comes out of absolutely nowhere and drops yes, a bunch of points? We do, but I can't I can't do it with this Warriors team because I think they're too well known. John did use it last time for the Warriors and use it for um who did he use it for? It was uh, um Pool Jordan Pool. It was Pool, yeah, yeah. But then Jordan Pool, like he's gonna be like the most improved player of the, of the league, so I can't really use it for any of these players because I think they're just too well known. But it's since it's you brought it's, it up. I'll just go ahead and the Jack Taylor Award for the guy who comes out of nowhere and scores a shit ton of points on you. All right, there you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's Juan Toscano, man. He he went up and he absolutely yammed on JaVale McGee tonight. And I thought that was going to be a block going up. I really did. You yeah. know, last game he had, I'm trying to pull up the stats as I as I talk slowly to get it up. But last game he had, I don't even know how many turnovers. He was pulled in the game. It was, it was kind of a shit show for Juan Toscano Anderson. And then to turn around, to think about that for two days, he turned it around came out, did what he was supposed to do, and kind of led their didn't lead their attack, but kind of led their aggression when Steph Steph Curry was out. So I gotta give it to him. He came out, played the game, did what he was supposed to do after having a piss poor performance. So shout out to him. You know, that that's a man right there. Yeah. No, you're right. And uh if there was gonna be a jam start tonight when I was starting when the game started it was maybe going to be maybe Jay Crowder because he just he looked like he was going to get things going. He had like the little midi, uh, he did a little whole floater at the three. So I was like, okay, and then he's going, and then Chris Paul gets everyone involved. Um, really, in at a certain amount of time, he's just like an assist to three different players within a couple minutes to get the Suns back within five. So then, like those are two players I was thinking of, like okay, these might be contenders, right? And they kind of just fell off from there because what you were seeing from the Warriors and Toscano Anderson, like I. That guy, could he be like the guy when we play them in the playoffs? I'm sure we're going to. I feel like this is a team we're going to have to play in the playoffs because they're the Destiny. most talked about team. And then Clay's going to come back. We're going to play him. It's going to be annoying as hell because right now the way the Lakers are, lo- are playing and the way things are looking for them, I'm like, just if we stay away from them or even if we play them, it'd be nice. But right now I think the Warriors are going to be the team the Suns have to play just because of the annoying factor. And that's going to be a guy that's going to be like, God, can you just stop? It's kind of like a Kyle Kuzma in a way, even though Kuzma this year is kind of revamped his career. It's kind of like a guy. It's like, all right, can you stop this dude? He's just going to go off against the Suns. So I could see that happening in the future. Um, But maybe we talked too much about, was there anything else about this game you wanted to bring up? Anything in their notes that you want to go over before we move on? I mean, real quickly, they shot 48% and 19 of 39 from three. That's really hard to beat, but I'm yeah. actually, I've got the stats up from the last game and Juan Toscano Anderson had two points and five turnovers in 13 minutes last game. <laughs> so he came out and completely changed the narrative and that takes balls yeah. to do. It really does. in the NBA to come out and do that as a, you know, fringe rotation player. So, you know, good on him to do that, but I'm watching some of the replays on ESPN of last game. And just watching how crisp we look, just the movements, everything that we were doing, this just seemed like a complete different team tonight. And they didn't give up, man. You know, over the first three quarters or so, whatever the Warriors were throwing at them, even on a back-to-back, we just kept coming back. We kept having an answer to the point where in the third quarter, we got it to two points. You know, Steve Kerr had that really weird challenge, challenging the Draymond Green and Jay Crowder uh, layup, steal and layup or whatever, challenged that, got it down to two. And then all of a sudden it was a three missed field goal, a three steal, a three and it's 11 point game. And that was kind of that. So I just wanted to bring up those those topics. And, and that's what I got for it. Don't feel bad, Suns fans. This looked like a completely different game than three days ago. And it's okay. And it's okay to be humbled just a little bit mm-hmm. when it's December 3rd. You still got more to fight for. Yeah, and you do bring up humbled. But I feel like this team, when they're winning, because Dave King brought up on a tweet that, you know, when the, the Warriors were going crazy, they're knocking everything down. They're just, their celebrations, everything are just kind of outrageous, right? It's just nonstop, mm-hmm. nonstop. And the, I know Suns have Jay Crowder um booker doesn't do much of celebrating chris paul hell no he doesn't do any of it so i feel like this team is kind of just that way already kind of humble a little bit so even like when they are on the 18 game win streak it doesn't matter because i feel like they just they can hone it and that's why they go on 18 game win streak because they don't get too big headed right john speaking of big heads yeah i'm just joking absolutely <laughs> speaking of speaking of big heads there at this guy 
Sorry, we're International Airport. Uh, a place that Coach Evan will be, what, next week, right, Coach? You're coming down here to watch the ne- Suns basketball and some Cardinals football? Next Friday, Suns and Celtics, absolutely. Dude, wow, what let's a go. Um, are we picking you up? Chance? <laughs> <laughs> My, my dad is. Though. My dad is. Oh, I haven't okay. seen. I haven't seen him in two and a half years because of the Sweet. pandemic and whatnot. So it's going to be an amazing time to see him. Very cool, man. Well, well. See, one thing I want to throw in here, just real quick, because I'm sure yeah, you guys ahead. will lose me again. Uh, fuck Mark Jackson. Um, fuck ESPN. Thank you. That that jerk off of a broadcast that occurred for an hour and a half was nothing but a love fest for the Warriors. And that's the kind of shit that pisses me off. Because again, like I get it, you're gonna go with the storylines and Steph Curry is a great storyline. But every time the they would cut to a break, it would show the history of the Warriors, 75th anniversary history Warriors, and I get it again. They're at home, they're playing, you know, so they have the big 75 on the court. But I mean, it was just a non-stop ESPN tribute to Steph Curry. And you can hear it in the announcers when, when you had Juan Toscano Anderson shooting a three, he's like, Toscano Anderson shoots a three. Oh, didn't make it. Like they said. Oh, man. He got oh, so far. Dang. It's a good pick, though, right there, John. <laughs> What's you that? You went out a little bit. You went out. You just got back. You went out. You said he hit the three. I, I did. Yeah, yeah. You said he hit the three. Mark Jackson was like, oh, dang it. He missed it. And then what dang else? Right. Go, Suns, baby. Let's go. Okay, now he's out of here. Okay. <laughs> hey, at least he tried. All right. Um, Great yeah, content yeah, was, for your audio listeners. <laughs> I was actually going to bring that stuff up too, um, because there's a lot of that. I feel like there's a whole win streak. I feel like we as people try to ruin anything that's good, right? So we focus on the media. We focus on these guys, the talking heads, talking about everything else but the Suns. So I mean, does that really bother you too much? Um, Absolutely. I was. At halftime, Stephen A. did call Mikhail Bridges Michael Bridges, and I think he noticed it, but then he tried to fix his name. But then I don't think he remembered his first name. So you get a lot of that stuff. I mean, how much does this bother you, dude? Because, I mean, to me, it doesn't. I don't care. I just want to watch the Suns, and that's all I care about. But what do you think about it? I think it matters to a point. You know, when you live out of market as well, too, when I have – I haven't lived in Phoenix since 2000. Right. Okay. I, I lived yeah. there for, for a quick summer as well. I was born and raised there, so always followed. So you know, back in the day before social media, that's what you kind of depended on for your sports intake. You know, you really didn't have all the podcasts as you do now. Nowadays, you're kind of learning. You're going to get more and better NBA contact content from podcasts like yours, like mine, yeah. from other smaller ones around the country. That's where you're going to get the really good content. But to have the type of blatant disrespect that they've had during this win streak is ridiculous my other co-host Amit he posted uh just the little description you know I don't know if you have direct tv or youtube tv but when you're scrolling through it and you hit on something and it has just a little description of what's going to go on even on the damn description on direct tv it says the warriors try to extend their win streak to eight are you kidding me <laughs> it's things like that that's annoying but honestly bring on the hate more fuel to our fire, bigger chip on our shoulder, all that. Because we as Suns fans, I thought, got a little on the cocky side when we got to the finals. You know, the money counting guy in the finals, things like that. Mm -hmm. So in a a way, we deserved it, but we also had 10 years of trash. So what are we supposed to do? Not celebrate it, you know? Yeah, I know. I understand. It's it's kind of just uh, it's a purgatory of like what, like what do you want us to do as Suns fans and to celebrate it and to hear it the right way from you know the the higher paid media members, especially like Stephen A. Smith and just one one thing for Stephen A. Terrible. Take a lap. I mean, when you're actually like just calling Mikael Bridges Michael Bridges, I mean, I I understand people mess up. I mean, listen to me on a podcast. Like I stumble my way through. I'm like DeAndre, and you know, I the few first four minutes i stumble my way through until i can find something i find a grass and i'm okay but when you're paying like steven when you're on espn the halftime show you got to know your stuff at least a little, at least have an earpiece of someone just you, running the names and you, you and i don't get paid for this bro you and i oh, don't I get paid for this and they st- they're supposed to be studying so there's no excuse we don't get yeah. paid for it he does there's absolutely no excuse <laughs> 
Yeah, I I just I don't know what else to say, but the streak's over, so now we'll actually get no coverage at all. So I hope we can all enjoy that. Uh, the Suns do play; <laughs> they they have the weekend off, so Sunday, uh, Saturday, Sunday off. Uh, they do play the Spurs coming up um, Monday uh, here in Phoenix. Um, any thoughts on this? I don't know. I mean, for me, I've only watched the Spurs maybe like a couple minutes this year, uh, especially mm-hmm. when they play the Suns. That's about it. Um, any thoughts on them? The preview? What can you expect? Anything like that. I know the bigs, all that. There's a few names here and there, but it's, I mean, it's not a good team, obviously. So, any thoughts on the Spurs? <laughs> Hate the spring no, on you, but yeah, any- no, abso- absolutely. So, they play the Warriors tomorrow night, yeah, and then they're gonna get a day off, and then they play us. So, Warriors are going on a back to back. Let's, you know, let's see what the Warriors do on a back to back. God forbid, right? And the Spurs, I actually watched their game last night against the Blazers, which the Blazers, man. I thought Chauncey Billis was going to do some things for them, and they just turned out to be worse than what they are. Mm-hmm. So that's a different discussion. But I watched them. Things that stuck out, DeJounte Murray. I'm worried about DeJounte Murray. That guy is a point guard, Mikhail Bridges. He is long. He is scrawny. He gets in the passing lanes. He has a lot of energy. The kid is young. I like everything that I see about him. So he's the player to watch for on their team. You kind of go down the list, and you see guys that have – done some things against us. Number one being Doug McDermott. Doug McDermott has gone off on us. uh, I don't know. However many times Bryn Forbes, Bryn Forbes is the guy that can hit the three and hit it timely. He hit three Mm -hmm. or four in a row when Portland was starting to make a run last night. So they've got guys that can do some things against us. And then, you know, Lonnie Walker, Devin Vassell, but watch out for Thaddeus Young, y'all. Thad Mm -hmm. Young is playing on Monday against us. Uh, He's going to play tomorrow, obviously. But he came out with an article. I wanted to bring this up to you, uh, yeah. Matthew. Thaddeus Young, you know, Flex came on your show as well, too. He was talking about how if there's a potential that he could get bought out, traded, things like that. ESPN or, or NBA.com, somebody comes out with an article today saying Thad Young is not happy. He wants more minutes. And he, he's used to this, used to that. Do you think there's still a chance for Thad Young? Are you going to be paying attention to how that's going on in San Antonio with him? Yeah, I feel like that's the one thing the Suns can pull off and everyone be happy. Suns fans, um, Thaddeus Young, we can all be happy together if you were to join the Suns because you're giving up what sticks. Maybe, I don't even know. Just He might get bought out at this point. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know how it's going to work out. I still think he's probably just the one name out there. I mean, we were talking about trades last last pod, and it's just like you don't want to ruin the chemistry. You don't want to move anybody out of phoenix right now that's part of this core and sticks really isn't right now he might not ever be so he's that one name that you're thinking like okay he might be moved so thaddeus nung might be the guy that comes back for phoenix it's just looking like that's gonna happen right i mean flex did talk about how how serious he was about that happening like 100 before and of course things happen where it might it falls through but it's still he even said by the trade deadline it's something that might still happen i'm still a believer in it i think it will help the suns Definitely. I abs- absolutely. He's playing the least amount of minutes in his career. And he was a rookie in 2007, 2008, if that says anything. So he's playing the least amount of minutes at a point yeah. in his career where he wants to chase rings, if you will. I could absolutely see that. Also, you got to let take a look at some of the teams that are crumbling right now, right? Look at the Indiana Pacers and Torrey Craig over there, potentially. Everybody loves Torrey Craig. I'm not 100% sold on him for my own reasons. So maybe the Blazers, a couple of teams that are going down, maybe Robert Covington could potentially show up. I mean, they just fired their GM over there. Like, you never know what's going to happen in an NBA season. But look at the teams that are have high expectations, supposed to be up there, that are crumbling, that might want to tear it down. And those are some of the ones you want to look at. Last year with the Magic, it was a complete fire sale when they started 5-1 and one or something like that. Yeah even without Jonathan Isaac. So look at those teams, but Thad Young still seems like to be the main option at this point. So it was an interesting article to come out today, and it's a month and a half-ish before the trade deadline. So we'll see, or two and a half months. Is it in February or January, Matthew? I'm um, forgetting right now. I'm thinking February, but I'm sure the Jamsters would know for sure. That's what the yeah. best part about doing this live pause because I don't know anything. So then they just pretty much answer everything. So <laughs> let, let us know <laughs> trade deadline, y'all. Yeah, yeah, we got to know that for sure. Um, and there was really quick um, before we get out of here, there was a question asked on Twitter, Bobby Newport at Bob and Mild. He asked us uh, suggest for discussion: Is this team built for coming back in the large deficits against a team that can pile on it 
piled it on like the Warriors tonight, never really get into those situations. So basically, I mean, this is a blowout win by the, by the Warriors, but do you think the Suns are basically built to play against these teams that can just go on runs? You know, can the Suns match that? I, I say yes, but I think the Suns play defense and they slow things down to never really get to that point. But um, any thoughts on that? I mean, it's just a quick question if you want to just go mm. ahead and answer that. that. That's an interesting question, but absolutely. And you got to remember in the playoffs, there's not going to be a back-to-back. So it's going yeah. to be an even playing field for both teams. And we've proven that we've been able to come out and play with more energy and all that stuff. And with a 24-second shot clock, how many times does EJ say it? No lead is safe in the NBA. Absolutely. We were mm-hmm. able to hold, uh, I forget what it was, the Golden State Warriors to something like 28% shooting in quarters two, three, four last time. Mm-hmm. We can do it again if we have fresh legs. Unfortunately, that's what it is. And February 10th is the trade deadline. Thank you, everybody, and Mark Graves for putting that out yes. on the chat. Yes, thank absolutely. you. Yeah. February 10th. So, yeah, about two months away from the trading deadline, uh, going back to our last question. But, yes, we are the team that can do that, especially when we're running, when we're creating stops. Our defense just turns to our offense so quickly, and we can do exactly what the Warriors did tonight. We can make a two-point lead, inflate to 11, to 15, and so forth. We can do that. We were just a step slow tonight. And it's yeah, okay because it's December 30, y'all. Exactly. And I don't think there's really a team right now that can really be that team that's like the running gun Suns or anything like that. So we have to watch out for. I know the the Warriors themselves, I mean, they can go off, but still, even then, the way the Suns play, I think a lot of these teams have to adapt to the way they play. So I never sure. worry about what the other teams are. It's such a weird thing to think you're just not worried about what the other teams are trying to do on offense or you know, defensively, because the Suns, they just have too many options right now. And tonight, not a really good example, but it's there, guys. It's there. I mean, a Friday night, when they switch ESPN, they get out the Lakers and the Clippers game, they put the Suns and the Warriors. Probably not what they wanted, but I'm sure there's still a lot of viewers tonight. Um, But yeah, again, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, Coach Evan B., you want to go ahead and just let everybody know where to find you, your podcasts and uh, social media, all that good stuff. Absolutely. At He's on Fire Podcast. He's on Fire Podcast. You'll find us on YouTube. Please subscribe. Go over there. Hit the like button as well, too. And hit the like here. We have 60 people watching and only 23 likes. So please, uh, what, what does Sons Geek say? Hulk smash that like button, just yep. like all the other YouTubers. But He's on Fire Podcast. We're over there. We are on every Wednesday and Sunday night at 9.30 p.m. local valley time. So please come check us out. Subscribe there. We're on Anchor, uh, Google Podcast podcast spotify apple podcast or google playlist excuse me apple podcast and at coach evan b is my personal on twitter very active because we love sports and that's who we are yeah and thanks for coming on um sorry it was after a loss you know it's not like you're a bad luck charm i did ask you right before the game to come on in fairness you're not (laughs) so if this happens again we might have to rethink um actually john was supposed to be here but then all of a sudden his flight did get delayed so i thank you again Last minute coming on, it helped us out a lot. Um, so yeah, go ahead and follow the Suns. Oh yeah, follow my podcast too, <laughs> Jam on Twitter. Uh, hit subscribe, hit the like button, all that good stuff. Um, hey, we're up to twenty-seven likes. Keep hitting that; it yeah, really helps with the algorithm, is. y'all. Hit the we'll like keep, button. Still fifty-eight I watch, watching. <laughs> I watch all night long in my bed before I go to sleep to see how high those like buttons go. <laughs> but on that note, everyone, go home and love your family. Go.